Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Get Writing Radio Show. Two-time published author, speaker, and ghostwriter Karen Rowe will help you get that book out of your head and into your reader's hands. Get ready. It's time to get writing. Welcome to Get Writing, the podcast for authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs who want to get their books written and published with speed and ease. I am your host, Karen Rowe. On tonight's podcast, I am super excited to be welcoming Alicia Datner. So Alicia started dreaming of being a comedian at the age of eight and wasted 10 years growing up before she finally started performing (laughs) at 18. She graduated from Hampshire College with a degree, believe it or not, in stand-up comedy. Who knew that there was such a thing? But there is. So mentored by several talented comedians over the years, W. Kamau Bell, who's with HBO and FX, Eugene Merman from Flight of the Concords, and Bill Santiago, Huffington Post, CNN, and Comedy Central. She's been knocking audiences out, not literally, at clubs like the Improv and Gotham City Club in San Francisco, New York, Hollywood, Bombay, and London. After a dozen years of doing stand-up comedy, she's been racking up awards for her humorous, insightful, one-woman shows. Sold-out hit shows and extended runs have garnered her a number of awards, and she's also creator of the Spiritual Comedy Festival and written a humorous number one best-selling book on Amazon called Getting Shit Done. So I wish I'd written that book. Uh, She's here tonight speaking to us about humor, how to bring it almost anywhere, and how to make your writing more lighthearted. So Alicia, thank you for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Karen. I'm, you, you're describing this person. I'm like, wow, that, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> Look at all those Isn't awards. That great? Who is that? <laughs> it's you. Well. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh, know. I know. Isn't it always nice when someone else reads your bio back to you? You're like, darn, yeah. I want to hire that person. Wow, that sounds good. <laughs> I could learn oh. something from them. <laughs> So thanks for being on the show. I'm really excited because I've I've never had a comedian on the show. And obviously, um, you know, for writers, I, I think we all want to bring more lightness into our writing. And we don't necessarily know how to do that. And I was just saying to you before the show started, nothing makes me less funny than when someone tells me to be funny or when I'm trying to be funny, right? So I'm really interested to hear in, in what you have to say around how do we how do we do that? How do we be funny? That is exactly it. It's it's just like every other thing in life. The harder you try, the mm-hmm. worse it works. <laughs> <laughs> the, the less you get what you're trying to get. Right. So it's essentially a practice of letting go and relaxing and having fun and going for something other than the thing you you're you think you're going for so um, well I think that yeah. sounds great unless I'm writing a book <laughs> so the last thing <laughs> I, I do everything but write a book, book. and then suddenly you <laughs> right? write a book <laughs> 
Well, or just, you know, as I'm thinking about how can I bring humor to my writing, um, and you're saying stuff like let go and don't try too hard. But if I let go and don't try too hard, then my book doesn't get written, right? I'm like in front of the TV wall, (laughs) you eat an ice cream. Right, if I'm letting go. (laughs) So what's the happy medium between... um, It's, you know, still. It's called still, active surrender. Oh. Rather, rather than passive surrender. Okay. So it's a very subtle concept. Um, and I don't mean to get uh, esoteric, but right. what, what I think, what I like to describe it in human terms as is that I, when I am trying to be funny for uh-huh. you in order to please uh-huh. you, in right. order to be liked or to be accepted or to be in control or to keep you away or I'm trying to be funny for for some kind of validation. Um, mm-hmm. and the harder that I tried to get that thing from you, the less you're going to like me and laugh and, and, <laughs> and find it funny because you're going to be so concerned about me trying to do this thing for you. Oh, so I I would say the same about writing, right? The harder I try to be a great writer or write a great book, I'm really attached to that outcome rather than just being with what it is that I have to say or share with another human being. And that's exactly it for comedy. It's it's a very similar Mm. concept. So rather than trying to do it to get something, it's um, shifting the focus to what your inner experience is. And I love to help people examine and explore and delight in their own sense of humor. So, like, what actually makes you laugh? And really to have <laughs> okay. it be about you. <laughs> what right. just makes you just crack up, whatever it is. And right. it's, uh, it's not an immediate um, quick fix. Uh, so there, there are two pieces. There's learning how to write, like, a joke, learning how to write the, yes. the, what, what the structure of a joke is. And then the other piece is actually just letting yourself begin to cultivate a practice of enjoying and finding things funny. And even deeper than finding things funny is what do you find absurd? What do you find mm. ironic? What do you mm. find silly? Um mm. And what do you find awe-inspiring or what do you Mm. wonder about? Mm. So beginning to just ask yourself questions and start to take notice. Mm. That's really interesting. Because funny really is those those things put together. And then it's some weird surprise. It it really is open to interpretation as well. Exactly. Yeah, totally. It's, It's very personal. And the more that you can develop and cultivate and enjoy your own sense of unique humor, mm-hmm. the more people mm-hmm. are going to be really interested in what that particular strain is. Right. And so if, you know, I, I can imagine a, a listener tonight saying, you know, my topic is very serious or I don't find it funny um, yeah. <laughs> or I don't see the need to bring, or I don't see the need to bring humor to to my topic area. What What do you say mm-hmm. about about that, I guess. Well, I guess I would say that humor is is one of the highest value um, things that we have. There's, mm. 
there's beauty, there's truth, there's mm. humor, there's love. Mm. Um, humor is like a flower. <laughs> it's occurring to me yeah. in this moment, like a flower. Like, like flowers are, um, you know, in France they say that flowers are a necessity. Here mm. we think of that as sort of an extravagance. Yes. But I think the same thing with humor. Humor is a necessity because it's it's mm. the only thing that that um it, you know, in some way it doesn't have a, a clear purpose other than um you know, like it, it doesn't have a a monetary value. But we right. know that it increases the value of everything. Um so when we yeah, laugh, I mean, I even there are like, huge amount of physiological you know, changes. Go ahead. So, oh, I was just going to say, I mean, what's the number one thing women say when, what are you looking for in a yeah. man? They always say sense of humor, right? First answer. Laugh. <laughs> 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 and, you know, women laugh. Actually, they did studies. Women who find men attract, you know, when they find a man attractive, they laugh more and louder. Yes. Yeah. So it's a sort of reciprocal thing there, even. <laughs> well, that's a that. whole different topic. I mean, I think <laughs> that's our way of flirting, I guess. Um, so, so you were talking. Sorry, you're people, talking about psychological. Yeah, yeah there are. So yeah. What you asked? Why would we want to make something funny or add humor? Right. Uh, so the answer to that, in my opinion, is that um, you can convey your message dozens of times more powerfully with humor and you can mm-hmm. actually open people's minds when when we laugh mm-hmm. our brains after the first uh, the few seconds after we laugh are are returned to the elasticity of how they were when we were five years old wow well and it's very so, disarming right i mean i i've yeah. disarmed situations with with humor before and I have also been disarmed by someone you know it's like okay I've got my guard up if if I can laugh or make a joke or something like that <clears throat> then I can be let my guard down or it's like it's okay okay he's not yeah. you know I don't know what I'm thinking he's gonna hurt me or something like that right and even in a business situation um definitely you asked too yeah. um about people who Think that their subject matter is serious, or don't know how to how to make it funny. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that's a, an important question. It's good one. And so what, I don't know what would answer. you recommend. I, I mean, you said <laughs> well. First of all, you said like figure out. I think it's important people don't do this. Is figure out what makes you laugh first of all, right? So. I yeah. am very clear about my sense of humor. I have a very particular sense of humor, and, and I'm okay that not everyone has that sense of humor. And I'm also yeah. clear that it's not appropriate, you know, in all circles and all social situations. You know, I would say I have a very, you know, I don't know, ribald sense of humor, I guess, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Um, and I don't, and I know for a fact I do not think like, uh, you know, bodily functions are funny. I don't find them funny. I get that lots of people do, but I know that about myself. So I think in my writing, then I would have my sense of humor in my writing. So the the first step is to know what makes you laugh and what you think is funny. And then you did say something about learning how to write a joke and then from there cultivating a practice of finding things funny. So um, 
can you speak about like learning how to write a joke? I know there's a structure in terms of like you want to kind of have like a hook and then a punch and that, you know, the punchline at the end and stuff like that. But just in terms of if you're writing a book and wanting to integrate it, um, you know, can you speak to the structure? Sure. Um, So the most basic structure is that we have a premise or a setup. And this Uh is basically the idea that the joke rests on. And the, um, and so that could be anything, but basically uh, usually start out with something very universal that people can get on board with. And you basically make a, make a, a you submit something, you make a premise, yeah. you, you yeah. Um, give like a, take a position. Yeah. yeah, you take a position. Um, and the more that people can identify with it in some way, the uh, and the more credibility you have with that premise, like you, it's something that you actually believe or think, at least part of you feels. Right. So um, if you're a parent, for example, you're gonna, you know, take a submit something about being a parent. You you would have to know something about it. You would actually have to be a parent. You know. Right. Right. Um, so it's important okay. to write what you know, and then right. There's usually something uh, that you then you get more specific. This is a more nuanced part of the joke, but you uh-huh. say something universal, and then you give maybe a, an individual example in your life, and you want to keep it as distilled as possible. So using the fewest words possible, conveying that mm. information, and also mm. conveying your attitude about it, whether okay. that's through the words or actually conveying how you personally feel um, with your emotion. So if you're writing, then you're going to do it with words. Um, right. But if you're speaking, then you're going to do it with your voice, with your tone of voice, with the speed, the tone, the frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, the, and then comes the punchline. So right. basically your punchline is the piece of the joke that reveals some hidden second storyline, some second piece of information that maybe was hidden and didn't get mentioned before. Or maybe it's a, somehow a negation or a twisting or a flipping mm. of mm. what that um, premise had to say. Um, and Great. then the next so that's piece, a, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, the basic structure, right, what you know, you start with a premise, which is basically something universal. Um, then you get more specific, so you take an individual example, use as succinctly as possible, and then, you know, basically somehow communicate how you feel about it, whether it's through tone of voice, are you being sarcastic, are you, you know, being real, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go into the punchline about revealing some hidden uh, second storyline or like flipping it or twisting it or, or basically almost delivering maybe what's unexpected um, yeah. out of that. Right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then what were you going to say? Then usually to highlight the absurdity of that situation, you take that same idea and you move it into a different realm or different context and you show the same thing but you show it in a different context and then suddenly it's a whole other um, 
it, it doesn't make sense anymore, and you see how um, how silly it is. Oh, so cool. different context. That's called the okay. um, that's called the mix, and so it's mix. like you're mixing um, that first premise with you know. Uh, I mean, we could. So, if you're a parent and your premise, we're not going to write a funny joke here, but we'll write a joke. <laughs> so, let's say you're a parent. And you say, you "Okay, know what's I'm going to stop you right there, there because yeah. I'm going to introduce just you again for those of you that are just joining oh, in, and then we'll get back to the joke." Okay. So, okay, if you're late to the podcast this evening, I'm speaking with humorist or comedian uh, Alicia Datner. After a dozen years or so of doing stand-up comedy, she's been racking up awards for her humorous, insightful one-woman shows. Sold-out hit shows and extended runs have garnered her a number of awards. She's also creator of the Spiritual Comedy Festival, and if that isn't enough, she's written a humorous number one best-selling book on Amazon. So uh, we are speaking tonight about how to bring more humor to your writing and how to make almost anything funny. So um, she has just given us basically kind of the the structure for a joke or learning how to write a joke, and then we're going to move into an example. If you'd like to find out more about Alicia, you can check out her website at aliciadatner.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. D-A-T-T-N-E-R dot com. And you, of course, can find her on Facebook and Twitter at Alicia Datner and on LinkedIn as well. So um, we're going to get back to you. So you're going to give us a kind of a, an example of a joke using that structure, correct? Yeah. Well, let me ask, are you a parent, Karen? No. Okay, let's not write about parents then. <laughs> uh, I'm let's, single, though. I'm sure we can find something single. funny okay, about that. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, totally. All right, perfect. Yeah. So what is something that's hard about being single? Uh, well, I'd say what's hard about being single? Um, yeah. Um, I have to do everything myself. Oh, that's good. That's really great. So, so we just basically say, you know what's hard about being single? You have to do everything yourself. Um, so that's a really great premise. Suddenly, at least every single person is on board in the room. Right. Half half of the people in the room are on board, and right. uh, and then so we'd make we give an example. Like, what's something that you have to do by yourself? Well, so I have to, you know, cook the dinner and do the dishes and take the trash out. <laughs> right, because usually. Usually, if there's two people, one person is cooking and one person is cleaning up, right? All right, yeah. Uh, so, so you've got we went from universal to specific, right? And then you get to, um, and then you know this is the exciting part where there's the punchline, and we don't know right. if there's going to be a funny punchline yet. Um, right. What are some other this things you have to do? You know, I mean, it's, it would be easy to go to the to to the raunchy side of things, but like there right, are also um, well, or like you know, I go to the movies by myself, or I'm I'm eating dinner by myself, I'm going you know shopping by myself, um, like grocery shopping. Um, yeah, so what, I don't have to wash my own car. Be, yeah, <laughs> I have to kill my own bugs <laughs> because, because <laughs> when you're married, you're, somebody else is going to wash your car. <laughs> that's how it is in my single you know brain yes you know what's funny <laughs> to me about what you're saying is that i would imagine 
that all of the married women are like, oh, my God, I do all those things, and I do it for the kids, too. Right. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God, I wish I was single. Oh, they're probably like, yeah, I wish I, could, I wish I had the place to myself. I wish you I know? could do something my, yeah, for myself. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is the start of a joke. It's um, right. That would be massaged and distilled, and then yeah. you know you take some, you take that. Um, so sort of like the mix is well, married women, and then you'd you'd give yeah. the um, the example for married women. And then right. um, there's something called the act out, which is kind of the most fun part. And you can even use it. You can even do it in writing. Um, but it's basically actually showing the situation or the scene and the absurdity of the scene as if it's happening right now. Right. So you would be standing there maybe as the single woman or the married woman. You could do the, an act out for either. And... She'd be, uh, you'd be talking about how frustrating it is, and and um, suddenly it would be funny, <laughs> right? Well, and I mean, I guess I, I in terms of the um, the pivot that you know, I guess I could. In the, in, meanwhile, the married mom, <laughs> you know, is doing yeah. everything for herself, plus her husband, plus her kids. I mean, I'm sure there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> right. So. Right. Hmm. So there's that's kind of the basic structure of yeah jokes. and and really it does it's not like you can just write them on the fly that good jokes actually take some time and I know for sure like I'm I'm a big fan of Jerry Seinfeld and I know he works for years on jokes and some of his bits take forever because it's really about taking <laughs> away you know what's not funny and all that sort of stuff yeah. and um you know um, there's that great that- we we would spend like you know half an hour just exploring this topic, just in, right. in an interview style, you and me together, and I would just keep asking you more questions about you know what's it like to be single, what are you frustrated about, what, and right. there would there will be moments, and I I won't continue this line because it, it it's really fun, but it's also personal, <laughs> right? Um, but that's really my favorite style of of joke writing is actually yeah. out loud in an interview back and forth with, you know, and then you would interview me and, and I would say some things about what I don't like. And then we'd go back and forth and right. it actually ends up feeling like a, a real conversation. And then the moments where we're just relating that suddenly make us laugh, we write those down. Yeah. And so that sounds like, um, an interesting thing that someone could take on if if you're listening and you're really wanting to be more funny, I, I would say what's coming up for me is to kind of observe, you know, not only what makes you laugh, but what do others laugh at in what you're saying? So what do yeah. other people find funny about you? And then if you have, you know, um, a friend that, you know, you really are wanting to develop jokes if you're, say, speech writing or something like that, that, you know, you can take this topic and, and kind of have this conversation about what's funny about this topic. Um, you know, and really what else I'm hearing is that you're, it's not really about how can we make the audience laugh or how can we make the the reader laugh, but it's about what makes us laugh. Um, you know, and to focus on that rather than trying to be funny. That's where we get where we get stuck, right? I think so. 
And I think mm-hmm. what you said is really great. I appreciate how you outlined that. It's really a practice of making regular observations and writing them down and talking about them and just noticing what are the things that are happening in my life or what are the the actual occurrences that are happening outside of me and how do I feel about them and have well, opinions and, and attitudes and write them down. Yeah, and it, and what I'm really getting from this conversation, Alicia, is that it is really similar to writing. So I have more mm-hmm. or less the same process when I'm looking at blog posts and writing about what do people want to hear from me because what I've realized, unfortunately, is that the stuff I want to share is not what anyone gives a crap about. And it's the stuff that I'm like, <laughs> I would never tell this story in a million years that they love. They're like, please, that, please tell me more about this. And I'm like, oh, my God, I looked so bad. And I mean, not just the embarrassing stuff like that stuff. It's funny, but... When I've been really at my most vulnerable or, you know, really just had a hard or difficult situation um, and shared that, that that's the stuff for me that people want to hear about. So it's just in getting that feedback from people that I'm like, really, you want to hear about that? You want me to tell you about that? So it's almost similar with with comedy about like, oh, you think that's funny? Oh, okay, because. You know, let okay, I'll go with that then. So it's really interesting that it's really about kind of observing your your audience in a way, right, and your environment to find out what is going to be interesting to them because it really doesn't matter about us. Right? <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think you said something really important in there, which was that truth-telling and risk-taking and vulnerability mm-hmm. are yeah. really juicy for people. And I know that's the bad news. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the good news, but you're like, oh, <laughs> God, really, bad, I have to depending. be vulnerable and look bad? <laughs> like, yeah. And tell me, you know, yeah. But, no, it really is what, what people, how they feel connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to talk a little bit. We've we've got about of you know three minutes left. So just in terms of, is there a way? Is there any way you know about turning dry information into juicy details? How do you do that? Yeah. So the best way to do that when you're really working with the facts of something, if you're writing a book or a speech, is to infuse that with your own opinions with your attitudes, okay. and with your stories. And again, being vulnerable and actually right. taking a stand around what that information means. So it would be easy for me to tell you um, something about bone density. But if I told you that my, my bone density uh, meant something about how likely I was to how likely you are to, I don't know, break a bone and what it was like when my grandmother broke her hip last year, that mm-hmm. would bring a lot more into it. Um, so, so you're talking about story, like storytelling, right, essentially, in terms yeah. of I'm going to remember mm-hmm. your grandmother, you know, broke her hip, whether or not I remember the fact about the bone density. Um, yeah. You know, you, you'll make the reading enjoyable that way, don't you? Just by like, oh, yeah. Um, and then totally. they start relating, like, oh yeah, my grandmother broke her hip too, or you know, and then and then that's how that they're getting connected and related. Yeah, and then bringing humor into it, um, basically by how can looking at how we can take ourselves less seriously. 
So looking at let's if let's continue with the bone density theme. What are the what are the things that are what's silly about that I'm talking about bone density right now? Well, I have no idea why I'm talking about bone density. <laughs> Alicia, uh, we're out of time already. Can you believe oh, it? Wow. I, mean, I hate to leave them hanging on the bone density so thing. <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for joining us. On next week's show, I'll be speaking with a fellow ghostwriter, Eli Gonzalez. He's written more than 30 books and has a very unique, unique process. So you're really going to out, and uh, I, I can't wait to find out more about him. Please 7 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, get busy and get writing. Oh, <laughs> 